Good morning again, and uh, uh, I'm so excited to share with you this this glorious morning, and I'm so excited to share with you the resurrection of Jesus and the words of, of God that He has given us today. Um, we've we've talked about this before, but just just it's so contextual, and it's hard not to bring it up again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of all ages. Amen. The Word of God is is uh, is the Word which is spoken by the Father. It's the Word which creates. It's the Word which which uh, which says, "Let there be light," and there was light. And there was let the light be separated from the darkness and there was day and night and so on the the word which which he speaks to us is a word of life the word which he which he speaks to us creates it makes it i want i want to ask each one of you and myself to close our eyes for a minute and to realize that we are coming into the presence of god and what makes makes it hard for us in this moment to to experience that or to enjoy that experience is that uh, I don't know about you, but I have all kinds of nagging needs that are like pulling me away. And there's a part of me which wants to just launch myself with reckless abandon in, in, into uh, into the the this this trust that. God, the creator of the universe, is here present and that that all things are not just possible but are are easy, are evident, uh that that there's 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 no lack, there's uh no need, there's no hunger, there's no problem, there's no fault, there's no death, there's no sickness in the presence of the creator, of the creator. He, he, he takes a man with no eyes and creates eyeballs for him. He takes a man who was dead for four days and rotting. He wasn't refrigerated in a morgue and brings him back to life. What, what, uh, I want to come into the presence of, of, of him who eliminates all need and all lack and all problem and all this. But then I have nagging needs that are like a game of tug of tug of war that are pulling me backwards, pulling me backwards, pulling me backwards, pulling, sucking me into the vortex of worry and concern and fear and shame and despair. You know, be it my own personal sins and 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 my shame of of not having done better and not having done, or be it my my concerns about about daily life or, or be it sickness or be it uh the despair uh you know of of uh, feeling like there's no light at the end of the tunnel or or a despondency and unrest and un, an inability to 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 sit and be in my in my circumstances whatever whatever it may be whatever your whatever your experience is i am certain that you and me have a, a deep desire uh, to believe in a perfect world, in a utopia, right? Here and now, my beloved brothers and sisters, I beg you for the rest of your life, never say the words, going to heaven again. <laughs> I want you to live. 
I want to live heaven here and now in the presence of the King, in the presence of the Lord, in the, in the presence of Christ. But there's these nagging knees pulling us backwards, pulling us backwards, pulling us backwards until I circle the drain in the, you know, and descend into the abyss, descend into the oblivion of all of these worries and fears and concerns, right? I was speaking yesterday in, 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 in Vespers, just briefly I'll summarize to you, that uh, having visited the Holy Land is like, uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a delight because it really brings context, geographic context, to uh, to all of uh, all uh, all of this. Our gospel reading today is taken from John six, uh, where Jesus was on a hill in Galilee, overlooking the west coast, overlooking sorry the east coast um, of the Sea of Galilee, um, and uh, he's. Uh, he, he's on. He's 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 he, he goes up to the top of this hill because there's literally like five thousand people gathered all around him, and he feeds the five thousand, um, and uh, and then he travels to the west side uh, of uh, of the Sea of Galilee, where he was from, where where Capernaum is, Bethsaida is, Nazareth is, and Nazareth is like a little dittle of a town. I was sharing in, in, in previous sessions that, that Na Nazareth was like the armpit of Galilee and, and Galilee was the armpit of Israel. I mean, so Jesus was from the armpit of the armpit of Israel, right? Um, uh, the, the orphan son of an orphan woman, you know, like, you know, he was really, he really, he really descended to the lowest point to lift us, to raise us up with him. Um, and he, he, he just fed the 5,000 and now he goes to the, 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 the west side of the Sea of Galilee. And when he goes to the west side of the Sea, the people follow him. And then he's telling them, you came to me. This is all prior to today's gospel. You know, just giving you the context. You're following me because I gave you food. But he tells them, don't labor for the food which, which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. And he tells them, I am the bread of life which came down from heaven. I am your very sustenance. To these people, they were destitute of their most essential uh, needs. For for you and me, like if we look on like, you know, it's a bit archaic and has been contested, but so sort of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, like food and shelter and and safety are kind of at, at, at the very top. They're like sort of the very top of the, or, or the pyramid or the very bottom. I can't remember, but they're the kind of like the most the most essential needs. Um and then after that comes, you, you know, like a, like a sense of purpose and, and other things which are very, very important as well. But, um, but, but these people were destitute of their most essential, of their most essential needs, of, of even of food. So much so that somebody who had given them, you know, a, 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 a piece of fish and, and, and some bread, a very basic, basic meal. They were willing to, to walk for two or three hours to go find this guy to get lunch a second time. That's how... They, these, were, these were poor people. 
for the most part. There were some rich who followed Jesus, but but the people who were who were after the food, they weren't. They 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 weren't. They weren't the rich, right? You and I also have a certain poverty. You and I also have a certain need, a certain hunger, a certain hunger which Jesus is this is what Jesus is addressing. Ask yourself, what is your need? What is your hunger? Where, where's your pain point? That's what Jesus is addressing. That's what Jesus, that's where Jesus, that's exactly where Jesus is directing his words to you this morning. The word of the Lord is given to you and to me as our sustenance, as our food, as to give us satiety. There, 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 there's a proverb which says that the, the, like the, 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 the person who is, um, satisfied will trample even honey. Like, you know, to kind of like co contextualize it, make it like more contemporize it. Sorry, make it more con uh, contemporary saying, like, you know, if, if you're like, if you're stuffed beyond belief, you, you would even turn down your favorite meal because you, you know, you're full, right? So you say, oh, well, that's great. You know, thank you for cooking that for me. Maybe I'll have it later, or so, right? Why? Because you're full, because you're satisfied. Today's gospel, Jesus is telling us, I am the bread of life. I am your, whatever is death to you, I am the fulfill, the fullness of that, the fulfillment of it. I am your satiety. Whatever, what's your hunger? What's your hunger? I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life to come and to satisfy that hunger. But my beloved brother and sister, the problem that that you and I have is that some some of you maybe, but certainly myself, is that is that we're very much we're very much entangled in our day to day. You know, so my problem is I need to get uh, these these six things done on my to-do list and I really realistically only have time for four. Uh, my problem is, um, this is, my problem is uh, that I'm lonely and I'm fed up of being, you know, between these four walls. My worry is I'm, f I, 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 you know, I'm afraid of getting sick and, and so on because my health is already quite fragile. I'm a, and I'm not taking away from, I'm, I'm not taking away from any of that. But as long as you and I are, 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 are entangled in the circle of our in the circle of our circumstances it doesn't give us a moment to look up and to see Jesus and in the in the catholic epistle um saint john was telling us saint john he's telling us these things i have written to you who believe in the name of the son of god that you may know that you have eternal life and continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And a little later he says, and we know that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true and eternal life. He, God is calling you and me to lift our eyes up and to see Jesus. And in the gospel that we just read, Jesus says, and this is the will of him who sent me. You know, people commonly pray and ask, God, what is your will? What is your will for me in this circumstance of my life? What is your will for me in that, that circumstance of my life? Yes, I, and that's God's a specific will uh, in your life. And we could speak about that and we've spoken about it before. But we, 
uh, here he's he's talking about God's overarching will, his overarching will for all for all the world. This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. To see Jesus is enough. My beloved brother and sister, let their my prayer for you and for myself is that is that at the end of this morning you and I will have a deep yearning to get down on our knees and say, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you. I really want to see you with these two eyes, or I want to see you in my life. And I want to share in that everlasting life. I want you, Lord, to be that satiety for me. That satiety for me. And we find in the in, in the resurrection, in the resurrection, that's exactly what we find. Mary Magdalene was searching the garden and she was lost and she was confused and she was she was so distraught. Even when she saw Jesus, she didn't recognize him and she thought he was the gardener, right? But when she recognized him, when she ran back to the disciples, what is the what is the first thing she said to them? She said to them, I have seen the Lord. Right? And the other disciples, when when they met the Lord, what did they say in the resurrection in John 2025? 20, 20, the other disciples said, to, We have seen the Lord, they say to Thomas. Their witness, the witness of every person. The witness of every person of the resurrection was was not the first words out of their mouth was not Christ is risen. Those are the first words out of our mouth. But the first words out of their mouth is I have seen the Lord. When you know in the next chapter in John 21 the the the, the guys go fishing. They go they they go back fishing again and John sees Jesus on the shore and he says to Peter, that's Jesus. What does Jesus do? What does Peter do? He jumps out of the boat because he has seen the Lord. When the disciples who were on the road to Emmaus were walking and Jesus went and spoke with them and they didn't recognize him and he explained to them the prophecies and the Psalms and then he broke bread with them and they recognized him. When they went back to the disciples, what did they say? They say they said, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. We have seen the Lord. God is calling you and he's calling me. He's calling you and he's calling me to believe in him. To believe that he indeed can be our fullness. We can be filled, satisfied by Him. He is for you, not against you. He wishes to bless you. Don't worry, don't worry. But I've sinned, but I feel shameful, but I've said terrible things to my, my family, but I've, I've, uh, I've done terrible things to others and to myself, but I've thought terrible things to, and I have so much shame. Don't worry, don't worry. What I promise you, one look from his eyes, full of grace and truth. See, full of truth because the truth in him says, Yes, John, I know. I know that you did that. I know that you said that. I know. I know. And I love you. <laughs>
one look from his eyes says to you and says to me, yes, the truth is true. Yes, it is. The truth is true. Part of it is really ugly. But it doesn't seem to matter to him because he has, he has healing for that. He has healing for that. It's like going, saying, but Jesus, I have a pneumonia. He says, I have antibiotics. I have antibiotics. Here you go. Here, I, have he I have healing for you. It's good. It's fine. It's okay. I love you. I'm happy you're here. I he has blessing for you. He has satisfaction for you. I can't tell you how many times I myself have experienced despair, despondency, sadness, the world caving in all around me, and turned to Jesus and found that this promise is true. He is indeed the bread of life. He is indeed the sustenance, the satisfaction of your personal need, and He loves you, and He is full of truth. Yes, he knows, but he's also full of grace, of his full of giving. But I don't deserve. Yes, his gift is strictly to those who are undeserving. I'll have a different question for you. I started by asking you, what, I started by asking you, what is your need? What's your pain point? Now I'll ask you a different question. What are you the most undeserving of? If you were to stand before God and God were to tell you, what are you the most undeserving of? What do you feel that it, yeah, if God gave me this, well, I worked hard for that. You know, if God gave me this, well, I worked pretty hard for that. Well, if God gave me this, well, I'm, pr I'm smart and I'm a hard worker. I'm a real go-getter. Yeah, you know, I deserve that. Well, if God gave me that, oh wow, I, I really don't deserve that. I have good news for you. I have good news for you. The thing in which you think you are the most undeserving is the area of His grace. Look there. Look there. If you're on a treasure hunt, if you're on a treasure hunt for where God is giving you gifts, Look in the place of your deepest undeservedness. That's the place God wishes to bless you. That's the place of His grace. Because He's different. He's different. He's not, he's not like anything you've heard about or read about or seen anywhere else. He loves, he loves to give you that which you do not deserve. He loves to fill you with awe and thanksgiving. He loves to bring tears of joy to your eyes. He loves to bless you and to give you hope and a future. He loves that. He loves that. And maybe what robs me of experiencing His grace universally in my life is I got this idea in my head that some of the, some of the good in my life is, is due to my superiority, to my goodness, to my goodness. But it's not. It's all a gift. Are you smart? He gave you that intelligence. Are you strong? He gave you that strength. Are you a real go-getter? He gave you that motivation. He's, he's, 
He is the creator. He created everything. Look around you. Look around you. Look around the room. Look out the window. He's made it all. The very, the very neurons, the synapses that are firing in your head right now. He made them. He made them work that way. They're all, it's all a gift from Him. But maybe that thought is a little bit too big to take in all at once. So, we sit back and feel, these things are due to my prowess, to my, to my smartness, and, but there, here, I'm, here I, I don't deserve. There I don't deserve. Okay, you want to think that way? Fine, no problem. I can, I can accept it. You want to have this dichotomy? where some things are, are, are due to how great and smart you are, fine, that's great. But you're not going to see God's grace there. Because if, if you see it, you won't realize that it's grace. You won't realize that it's grace. Like he says to the people of Israel, I didn't choose you. Like he says in Deuteronomy, I didn't choose you because you're the smartest or the best or the wisest or the strongest or the most in number. Ah, none of that. I chose you because when I would work my wonders through you, you would know that this is God. This can't possibly be us. You can't possibly with 300 men defeat a, an army of 100,000. The sum is more, the, 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 the total is more than the sum of its parts. There's something, there's something unseen going on here. God wants to reveal to you and to me the unseen. What is the area of life in which you feel undeserving of God? The, the, the area of life where you feel like he doesn't belong because not he doesn't belong because he doesn't belong because I, I don't I couldn't deserve him there that is the area of his grace that's the area where he will begin to feed you and to give you and to bless you and to give you joy only go to him only believe in him believe in him tell him Lord I want to see you and I want to live this eternal life now. I want to live this life now. Come, Lord. Come now, be in our midst. As you promised, where two or three are gathered in your name, you will be there among them. Come and be among us now. And be the sustenance of our lives. Be the grace. Be the gift. Be the bread be the word that changes us and that gives us satiety, gives us satisfaction, gives us rest and joy and gives us to then do as Evagrius of Pontus says, to run and tell the whole world like as one beggar to another, look, I know where we can find bread. I know where we can find bread. This man, Jesus, is not just a man, but he is God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Let's uh, all share in, in, in praising him now in one more song, and then we'll have some announcements and hellos and greetings. God bless you.